Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode. I am your host, Daniel Brent. Please check out the website associated with the podcast, www.brentlawgroup.com for all your Michigan-based, tax-based, and certain federal issue legal needs. You can find Julia on the Hawaii Bar for all of your veterans affairs needs. Uh, This week we talk a little bit about what exactly is Aleppo, what it means for third-party libertarian candidate Gary Johnson's candidacy, talk a little bit about what gaffes really mean. We then get into talking a little bit about kind of the dangers of what's going on with certain far-left members of the liberal wing in our political spectrum. Uh, Jill Stein was arrested for spray painting some digging equipment in the Dakotas. Uh, We also, just kind of keeping it casual, talk a little bit about our wonderful pets and things like that. Uh, Look, I understand it's September 11th. Um, Zia and I both lived through that period of time. Not long after 9-11, I was actually living in New York, so I got to see a lot of the horrendous things there firsthand. Um, And we kind of chose not to talk about it, one, I don't think there's anyone listening who's our age who doesn't remember it vividly um, as a date that will live in infamy. But furthermore, I, I don't think it does anyone any service to wallow in remembering a tragic event like that. There's respect and there's and there's just wallowing in it, sadly. And I have I have no patience for that. Um, we're not British, for God's sakes. We're Americans. We move forward. But sit back, relax, enjoy the latest episode. As always, uh, we did not get to talk about as many things as we want. Next week, we hope to talk about some new revelations in the ongoing Hillary Clinton, Colin Powell. Just just the way the State Department handles damn emails is a mess. And I, for one, would like to see Hillary Clinton talk about how she's going to improve that as president rather than shirking away from it. Uh, also have the long-awaited discussion on school reform to talk about. Um, Hillary Clinton's really one of the few candidates with a bit of a plan. Uh, rest are just kind of promises. But please enjoy the episode, and we'll talk to you next week. two excuses i've heard that he does not need to know everything and that's an obscure thing to know and then i've also heard well at least he owned up to it mm-hmm. and didn't try to like make didn't try to spin it mm-hmm. or whatever neither of which are satisfactory to me Well, uh, his official statement when he was caught right after that, by the way, for people who don't know, um, this past week, 
libertarian presidential candidate Gary Johnson went on to MSNBC's morning show. Something morning like Joe that. Was, yeah, right? no, yeah, and I also heard that it was a gotcha and question. He, you know, he was doing an, uh, something fairly informal, and he was asked uh, some questions about Aleppo and Syria. And he kind of blanked out for a moment and just inevitably said, what is Aleppo? And the uh, Morning Joe host kind of jumped on it and really took Gary Johnson to task for seemingly not knowing what Aleppo now, is. Joe Scarborough is is a Republican. Mm-hmm. So saying I, I, I only say that because when you say it's on MSNBC, it makes it sound like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Rachel Maddow with the combat boots and the bra on fire. It, Joe Scarborough is, is, is a favorable interviewer to someone like Gary Johnson. You know, just this makes me wonder when if when Hillary Clinton goes on to Rachel Maddow, do they do you think their people have to exchange info so they don't wear the same pantsuit? Uh, that would be a little awkward. It, I like not, Rachel's that's, clothes. That's you know, she half wears a jeans. She wears jeans half the time. Mm-hmm. That's half a joke, but you know yeah. when she's interviewing more important people, she does you know senators and. Congress people. She She's pretty think. rough on on Hillary, which is why Hillary hasn't done a lot of her show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, what is Aleppo? So, in my my thing is, I want to go through a thought exercise here. Did you uh, did you do the Washington Post quiz to see if you could find Aleppo, Damascus, and Raqqa? I know where Raqqa is. I don't know where Aleppo is in Syria. Mm-hmm. And I probably couldn't tell you where Damascus is in Syria. Well, I'll help but you cheat that, because Damascus you're talking is about geography versus mm-hmm. understanding well, that, that that there is one of the largest mm-hmm. humanitarian crises ever that's been going on now for a while and has mm-hmm. recently been horrific mm-hmm. and just had a chemical attack last week with chlorine bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, this has been front and center, uh, you know, on pretty much every NPR podcast I've listened to, BBC News, Washington Post. I mean, all everybody's been covering this for the past couple of weeks. So, my well, question what, about why he would ask that is like, are you paying attention to anything? Well, and that's what I wanted to get into because. One, the Washington Post article definitely is uh, about, you know, do you know the geography? And I was pretty close. I was within about 100 miles of each city, which I'm pretty happy with. I'm impressed. But But I will confess that I was only able to locate Syria on a map by finding its border with Israel. Okay. But the geography of it doesn't I don't mm-hmm. care about that. I care about that, the fact that he's not paying attention to something that has well, been frontline news for And that's two what weeks. I wanted to address. Is this is this really a issue of vocabulary and not knowledge of world affairs? It's it for me my problem with it is that it showed a gross deficiency in knowledge of world affairs. Okay. That's because what my problem with it was. Not to say, but the other Are you so isolationist that you don't care about 
educating well, yourself about any of that stuff? When issuing his statement about, when the campaign issued its statement about the flub, one thing they didn't do, they didn't throw, say, the New York Times under the bus, who not once but twice failed to properly retract in their story what Aleppo was. First they confused it, I think first they called it the capital, which yeah. is not true, that's Damascus. Correct. And then second they called it the uh, capital of the so-called Islamic State in Syria. No. That's also not true, that's, that's right. It's a rebel stronghold. But, so even the New York Times with dozens of editors and fact-checkers were conflating what Aleppo was. They were messing up particulars, not that it, it exists and mm -hmm. is a an unbelievably horrific problem at the moment. I mean, I'm not going to fault somebody for not knowing where Hiroshima is located or where Nagasaki is located. But if, you know a month after we dropped the bomb, somebody were to say, what is Nagasaki? I mean, that is, the, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. Mm -hmm. No, you don't need to be able to find it on a map. No, you don't need to know whether it's the capital or not. Like that mm -hmm. stuff is, yeah, I will give you. And I've seen so many typos in WAPO articles and New York Times mm -hmm. lately, it's really starting to piss me off because they are obviously, and, and Mediaite has been, mm -hmm. always been kind of terrible about it, but they've been much worse lately. So it really does seem like the news cycles are pushing so mm -hmm. fast that they're not being, and, you know, I don't mean to, to, to grammar Nazi it, but I do expect better. Um, but he he didn't ask the question like, you know, where, where, you know, where Joe then said, you know, the city in Syria mm -hmm. that's under siege, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. He didn't know that that was even happening. So it's well, not what like he, he said was his brain, city. his brain immediately went to it was some sort of acronym. Oh. And. Afterwards, Joe even you know, tried he, to help him out, though, but it didn't seem like bit. he was aware that this was even happening in the first place. That's what was concerning to me. And, well, what what I wanted to ask is, you know, for you, do you think Gary Johnson is completely unaware that there is a crisis in Syria? I think that Gary Johnson is so isolationist that it's not something that he he thinks is important to be educating himself on in a presidential run. That yeah. is too isolationist for me, and that's that's highly concerning. Well, and here's what I would say. Um, I A lot of blame also, I think, goes on his campaign, because this would not happen to Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Mitt Romney or anyone going back. I have a feeling that his staff didn't vet the questions or didn't even think to is the other thing. Yeah, but because isn't that what the public wants now? They don't want these reporters talking to, mm -hmm. you know, the candidates. They don't feel like, like it was this big flap when they found out that, you know, they cleared some questions with, with a reporter before Hillary did an interview and that showed that she's completely fake or whatever. 
even though that's absolutely what happens for every do you think Paul Ryan goes on a morning show without exactly. his people knowing what the hell he's going to be asked about first exactly i mean this is everybody and 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 you know i'm i'm actually not a fan of that i really think that 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 damages but the fourth estate and how the press should work it. is you agree to come on the show. I'm going to ask you questions and you need to think on your feet and figure it the shit out. You know, like I just see the whole earpiece but thing with the questions are, are prearranged. It, it's, it's a very carefully curated existence to be a candidate for president. Is that true? Debate questions are, do you think, I don't think that's true. Debates and town halls. I, d- I don't think that they are. I don't think that they know exactly what's going to be asked before debates. I don't. And the reason why is because I've seen. Well, not, not the exact questions, but I mean the subject matter. Sub- well, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a presidential candidate, Gary Johnson should expect that the questions he's going to be asked are going to be in some way relating to the most important things in the news cycle and his opinion on them at this point in time. And when I say, is this an issue of vocabulary? Like just as an example, a lot of people had some really good jokes when Donald Trump talked about the, it, it actually today is apropos of the horrible events at Seven Eleven. No one in their right mind actually thinks that Donald Trump thought there was some horrific terrorist uh, attack either on July 11th or at the convenience Oh, right, store. right, yeah. I don't think it was a matter of language, though, because Joe Joe did try to help him out with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was aware that this was a thing at all. That's how it appeared to me. No, and that's absolutely fine. And, I mean, for me, it, it came as a, an error of vocabulary. I mean, it's happened to me. In front of juries. Well, that's fine. Right. Okay. So if he had been asked the question, what do you think about Aleppo? And he says, what is Aleppo? And Joe helps him out and says, oh, you know, like the city in Syria that's under siege right now. And he still has no answer. Mm -hmm. That's not an issue of vocabulary. That's Mm -hmm. an issue of knowledge. I'm not going to I'm not going to rip on him for for, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning, blanking on the name of the city. But the fact that he didn't even know that this was a thing mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> was what concerned me. Because, no, I'm not going to give him a, oh, and if you want to talk about some dumb stuff that was said this week, um, um, the, the basket full of deplorables. Jesus, Lord. I, I just, if I had been within five feet of her, I would have smacked the shit out of her for saying that. Um. Oh, that, the other thing I wanted to mention while we're on this topic is uh, a good uh, a good old article to read from both the Post, the Times, and the Wall Street Journal is uh, there were they've on different years the Washington Post article is from uh, late 2011, but it explains what the significance of a quote unquote gaffe is. When the media latches onto a gaff, like what is Aleppo, um, 7-Eleven, and uh, the other one, you know, Trump's comments on veterans. I, well, there's a difference between a gaff and really being unprepared to discuss mm-hmm. something that, that, that you should know about. 
Like the 7-Eleven thing, that's a gaffe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nuclear triad thing was not a gaffe. That was a clear and, and, and just gross misunderstanding of the way that well, our and, and he should have, that's not something that he, he gets to just, you know, be like, oh, well, I, you know, why would I know about that? No, but you should have known that. Like the, the media classified Donald Trump's statements about John McCain and POWs as a gaffe. No, that's not a gaffe. That's what he really thinks very little of POWs and John McCain. But the media classified it as a gaffe. And that word needs the, to be better defined because I'm really sick of that. What um what the New York Times got into recently, it was a week or two ago, and the Washington Post a few years ago, is that a gaffe is uh, a journalist or a media presenter's one chance to let their opinion be heard. Gaffes are the way that a journalist or a media presenter like a like a Matt Lauer or like all of the press that Gary Johnson's been getting, that is their chance to say, I do not think this person is suitable to be president. Yeah, but nobody that's, really that's thinks what that Gary Johnson take... is suitable to be president anyway. Would you rather have Gary Johnson or Donald Trump? I'd rather have Hillary Clinton. My point being, he's polling at 7%. He's not mm-hmm. going to be president. It's just, Correct. it's not going to happen. So that's kind of a moot. Point anyway, so I think piling piling on him is probably slightly unfair. Um, my my biggest well, problem a... with it, though, is that it seems like it's indicative of this larger issue that we have going on in this country, where people are just totally okay with not knowing shit. Mm-hmm. And that, and then they then they want to bitch about, you know, um, a ransom payment to Iran that's not a ransom payment to Iran, and you know, um, and then you can explain, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was strategically organized for that payment, um, but that's not the same thing as a ransom. And yes, we paid them all this money, and and but you know, even Congress, they're they're fine with they're fine with this lack of information because, you know, then it mm-hmm. came out that we, we gave them more money, right? Because we owed mm-hmm. them more than what we had paid mm-hmm. them already. And Congress is freaking out like, what, what is this? We never approved this. He has no right to do this. And he absolutely does. And they already knew. They already, all mm-hmm. of them knew about this in January. Mm-hmm. So they're playing on the fact that people aren't paying attention. And I guess I just expect more from somebody who's trying to run for president. Mm-hmm. To add to that, oh. you know, Jill Stein spray painting a, a mm-hmm. bulldozer was... <sighs> Did you see her town hall? Um, the CNN one? Mm-hmm. I did not because one talk about someone who doesn't have a chance to be president. At least Gary Johnson's going to be on the ballot in all fifty states. Yes. Um. She's a she's a poster child for these extreme liberals right now, which is the reason why I watched yeah. it. And they were absolutely and 
and this is why you and I have had this conversation and you somewhat disagreed with me. I think the white fear and white supremacy, and I don't mean, you know, putting on a hood and, you know, lighting mm-hmm. crosses on fire, but that underlying current that people don't want to, you know, believe is there in them is mm-hmm. it that attracted voters to Bernie just as much as it attracts them to Donald Trump. And you and I had this Mm -hmm. argument and I'll give you a very good example of why I think I'm correct because I don't know how to say his name, whatever the vice presidential candidate for Jill Stein is. Um, But she was asked about how he had called president Obama and uncle Tom and she went on this long tirade of spin about how, well, she doesn't necessarily just, you know, agree with the choice of language, but I appreciate that you asked about that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's so much more, it, it goes so far beyond the sound bite, you know, that he, he called him that, you know, there's, there's so much more behind it, yada, yada. I mean, she just sat there and gave a complete, an utter justification for mm-hmm. blatant racism. I don't care that mm-hmm. the dude's black. It was completely mm-hmm. inappropriate. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But she made a case for why it was an okay thing for him, that it was okay for him mm-hmm. to, she wouldn't have worded it that way, but mm-hmm. it's okay that he said it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so that white nationalist strain is just as prevalent in these ultra liberals as it is. Well, in, in my Trump. mind, and you and I have talked about this privately, I don't know about on the show, but uh, the the true danger to um, America is not the white supremacist burning across on a lawn, because the vast majority of people understand that to be an act of arson and a crime and will not stand for it. No, the, the, the insidious part and... People like me get shouted down for this is the liberal generation raised on everyone's equal and thus we're all the same that equality saying that we're all equal is enough and whether it's and not wanting to have an honest dialogue um, about anything you want to hear something sad that no one talks about Hmm. Our generation has, at least um, for the gender pay gap, closed it. It's a statistically insignificant difference between what men and women earn of our generation. No one talks about that, though. That's not true in certain professions. You want to break it down profession by profession, though? That's what the liberals hate. No, no, but I'll be specific. Like in our mm-hmm. profession, that's mm-hmm. not true at all. Mm-hmm. It is not even close to the same. Yeah, in in, a in lot the of... professions whereby which you can most accumulate wealth, that gap mm-hmm. still exists, and it's very wide. And there's the CEO gap, and there's the partner gap. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean. I think it depends on how you're no, but is, is Walmart paying their female employees less than their male employees? No. 
Is yeah. is a woman working on the Ford line paid different than a no, man? No, but but does that mean that there's not still a problem? I think maybe they're they're framing it. They might need to frame this better, but it it still exists in our generation. I think yes. But what we're saying is that it's more complicated than women are treated differently from men across the board. It's no, there's specific pockets of problems that need to be addressed. And that's complicated and doesn't fit with the liberal narrative of the 75% pay gap. That's what I'm saying. Um, but the, well, you're leaving out the fact that, that the pay gap considers things that, that are not necessarily just what so-and-so's paycheck is versus another person's paycheck. Mm-hmm. That, you know because we are the only ones who can biologically have children, you know, we are distinctly disadvantaged because we don't have things like maternity leave. We don't have very good protection from Mm -hmm. getting fired for having a child. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that feeds into that, that pay gap difference and, and factors into their equation. So it's not yeah. simply a matter of seventy-five cents on a dollar or eighty-eight cents on mm-hmm. the dollar. It's it's capacity to earn for women is still extremely restricted because they're women, mm-hmm. which includes being because we are the only ones who can probably, like, you know, continue the race. <laughs> so, I mean, we're working on that. Uh, there's Welsh scientists working very hard oh my God. on impregnating sheep. If my husband could have our baby, I'd be like so happy. Like that horrible Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh my God, I'd be so happy. I'd rub his feet every night. I'd be fine yeah. with it. I I just want to remind you that movie Junior mm-hmm. features Academy Award winner Emma Thompson. <laughs> I like Emma Thompson. I do, but she was in Junior. I think we need to knock a few cool points off. Yeah, her. that's fine. But, so, yeah, Jill Jill Stein won, again, never won a race in her life. No, I, but I watched it because I, I want it, because the, those are the Bernie voters, and it's the pulse mm-hmm. of the, the Bernie voters. And those, mm-hmm. those, those people are not Democrats, and they keep trying mm-hmm. to tell us that Democrats, that they're the true Democrats, they're the FDR Democrats. They're the the New Deal progressives, and we are, you know, Republican light corporate Democrats. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's at all accurate. Because first of all, mm-hmm. I've been watching the Roosevelt documentaries, the Ken Burns. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I know they're great documentaries. All. Teddy and FDR, and I love that they, so little is known in the general public about Eleanor Roosevelt and just what she did to help shape progressive policy in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, but they were, these were not, you know, stand, Mm -hmm. you know, in the fire and, you know, all or nothing, you know, we're going to burn the house down if you don't give us what you mm-hmm. want. I mean, that that's not how FDR worked at all. Well, and FDR it, was more than happy to compromise with, mm-hmm. 
you know, corporate interests. And he was not a communist. He was a capitalist. With with Southern Democrats. Yes. So this whole idea that somehow Hillary is a Republican, whereas FDR would have been the true liberal progressive, Mm -hmm. it's, it's ludicrous. And I, I, so it, it annoys me when, you know, you don't get as far as he did in New York politics before running for president by being a socialist. Well, they, they are socialists. These people are not capitalists. Mm -hmm. And to Mm -hmm. say that Democrats at any point in time were socialists Mm -hmm. is ridiculous that we definitely have advanced certain socialist policies, but we also Mm -hmm. believe in a blended economy. That's different. Mm -hmm. They want to say they believe in a blended economy, but they, 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 they want, they want, I don't, not communism. I'm not going to do that. Just being snarky they there. Want, they want they socialism. They think is Nordic style socialism. You know, like when it, it was funny because with with Bernie running, he was always comparing Denmark as the the high point of socialism in the world. And you had the Danish prime minister even saying, "We are nothing like what Bernie Sanders says we well, are." Yeah, and it's not even that. That's a, that's a that's a very Reductive. It's reductive. Well, we have a completely different form. We have states. Mm-hmm. Denmark does not have. I mean, these, these countries that he was comparing us to, where they say, like, well, it can work there. Why can't it work here? Well, let me tell you why. Oh. Because we, we're not a small country and we're mm-hmm. not a centralized federal government. Mm-hmm. that runs the whole show for everybody. That's yep. not how we are built. We are a we have a strong federal government. We also have, you know, rights that are reserved for the states that have very different opinions than you do. And and, and so you you, it, we, you can't do that here. We have a completely different tax scheme. Um than what they do in Denmark. And one of the things that's interesting when you talk hear Danes talking about their government programs is everyone pays for them. What the, the far-lefters want is they want all the businesses and the rich people to pay for them to get free education and free health care that's unrationed for everybody. Where's the other $10 trillion going to come from? Well... They said, oh, well, I'm happy paying a couple hundred more in taxes. But, you know, like, so I forget who it was. I think it was Vox had Mm -hmm. the, you know, what would your taxes be under, you know, Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders? Mm -hmm. And under Bernie Sanders, our taxes um, would have gone up a thousand or over a thousand dollars a year. Um. And you know what? I guess what irritated me the most about Bernie Sanders and his his education thing, mm-hmm. he had absolutely and did not really discuss no plan for what he was going to do for us, the ones yeah. that already borrowed, you know, mm-hmm. um, that the, the cost of a house to get an education. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Actually, just, way more than my house cost. Right, but I'm just saying, like, 
it was all focused on, you know, what are we going to mm-hmm. do for this next generation that are going to college? We want college yeah. to be free for them. So we're going to pour all of our money into them. Mm-hmm. When in the meantime, the people that are really dragging the economy down the most are not the kids who are going to college in 10 or 15 years or five years. Mm-hmm. It's those of us who went to college went and yeah. then tried to get jobs when the economy was bad in the bubble of the student loan. And, mm-hmm. and, and I couldn't understand why he could not understand that the student loan bubble is a much more pressing economic issue than how much your kids are going to be paying for college tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like you need to address what's going on. You know, the crisis that's happening now. Yeah. Not the, 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 you know, this utopian, you know, Denmarkish, you know, we're not going to ration. Everybody gets to go for free bullshit, which is why I couldn't understand why I was being called, you know, non-liberal when I would say, okay, so Hillary wants a much cheaper plan, which is, you know, debt-free college, which involves, Mm -hmm. you know, working a certain amount, you know, per Mm -hmm. week while you're in college and getting paid, you know, $15 an hour for that. In addition Mm -hmm. to expanding the Pell Grant program, in addition to um, letting students borrow at a much, you know, lower interest rate Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and capping tuition costs at public schools, Mm -hmm. um, which is going to help those kids in the future. But because Mm -hmm. there's only so much money. So then, you know, the other portion of money that she was planning on getting from wherever the hell she's getting it from um, was going to go to <clears throat> allowing us to refinance our loans mm-hmm. and, you know, allowing more opportunities for debt forgiveness and, you know, the possibility of not having it be ordinary income when it's forgiven in 20 years. So she had her finger on Uh, There's only so much money I can squeeze out of, you know, corporation taxes and and raising taxes on on the upper middle class and the upper class. Um, So how am I going to use this most effectively to relieve um, these serious economic problems in regards Mm -hmm. to education? And so she was like, all right, I'm splitting it between these two things. Mm -hmm. These two things are important. The future college kids are important, but so are the college kids that are going to default all the time. And eventually it, this is going to really start to screw our economy beyond belief. So she was mm-hmm. looking at both of those issues at the same time. And Bernie was just like, up ah, free college. And I'm like, yeah. that's not very well thought out. Is it? Cause it's, well, and there, there also needs so. to be answers for people like us professionals who have to go on and get a, a post secondary degree, whether it's, engineers or lawyers or accountants or doctors or whatever that the the thing i'm lucky about the nice thing about running my own business is uh i get to carefully curtail my income so i don't lose the tax benefits but the moment you start making more than 75 grand as an individual or 150,000 as a couple uh you lose your tax credit and that's huge yeah and 
another thing I would like, uh, uncap it, um, or increase it at least, because $5,000 capped is ludicrous. But also, uh, yeah, it, I've already, I already have my bankruptcy planned out, by the way, because I accept that probably I'm not going to get the relief that we need in the next 20, 25 years. Oh, I think they're going to have to. But you can't, you can't discharge student loans in bankruptcy. Well, no, the tax debt after it's forgiven, oh, you can't discharge. Yeah. That's, that's what I have planned. Yeah. No, and that's, 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 you know, I mean, for a lot of us, that's going to have to be the plan. Mm-hmm. That's going to have to be the plan. And, and to me, I think that the fact that she addresses that as being a very serious problem is mm-hmm. shows a much more well thought out plan to help all Americans as opposed to just this next generation gets to go to state colleges for free. And, and also she is, she's been very big on pushing, um, you know, journeyman positions and in mm-hmm. apprenticeship positions and, and trade schooling, which is something that apparently he thinks is beneath them or whatever, mm-hmm. that they should all be able to go get a liberal arts education, even though most of them aren't going to use it. People our age think that it's beneath them. Right, but they shouldn't. And, and I, that's Hillary's mm-hmm. point. And, and I think that it's, um, I think that I, I really like that she's, she's made that part of her platform and she's, um, mm-hmm. she's, she's, you know, trying to, trying to push that and and you know i mean things that he never talked about like you know okay so you want to end fracking the fracking is the reason why we've been less dependent on foreign oil so if we stop fracking completely then we become dependent on foreign oil again and then somehow fracking has also gone a not even foreign oil fracking has gone a huge way of decreasing our dependence on American coal and has seriously decreased our carbon footprint by burning a cleaner fuel for power. Yeah, but see, they don't like fracking, so they mm-hmm. just want to hear ban fracking and mm-hmm. everybody applauds and that sounds great. Except that you, and that's you where can't I ban hate... fracking until you have something to replace it with, which is and that's why I hate them labeling themselves as progressives. That's not progress. That's just destruction because you you present the alternatives that can be those measures in between coal and unicorn tiers generating all of the power that we need of fracking, of phasing out coal power plants oh, in favor you know, of nuclear. I've had this argument with these Bernie voters on Facebook mm-hmm. and, you know, they talk about how she went on a tour as the secretary of state to Eastern European countries to promote fracking. And I said, yeah, she did. And they said, mm-hmm. well, doesn't that make her a horrible person? No. Why would you think that would make her a horrible person? Well, you know what fracking does to the water and does to the land and the earthquakes and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, so, First of all, I don't think she was going to Eastern Europe and promoting, like, you know, Oklahoma-style fracking, which is like, let's Mm -hmm. frack everything we possibly can, and who cares if Mm -hmm. we have earthquakes. That's not what she was doing. But they are fundamentally misunderstanding that these are very poor countries. 
they don't have access to clean energy technology. It's, it's fracking not, or it's coal fracking and burning tires. Coal. And, and, and they, they, the whole point of that tour to try to, to get them to mm-hmm. doing some fracking was to try to move them to something that objectively is cleaner than what they were already doing. Yeah. So it's cleaner what we are already doing with 80% of our power. Grid. Right. So I just don't, I don't understand. I just, it's, yeah, it's the burn, it's burn everything down mentality. It's just, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. And that, that was not FDR. So I'm really sick of them. Oh. To, I'm, I'm so sick of them saying, you know, Bernie is the new FDR. No, no, he's not. Bernie was trying to get elected. Bernie didn't believe half mm-hmm. the shit that came out of his damn mouth. Yeah, he's a politician. Yeah, but they didn't think he was. And he, he mm-hmm. cultivated that cult of personality and that demagoguery. Mm-hmm. And he should have known exactly what he was doing. What's funny to me is, you know, because he kept talking about running a clean campaign and I'm just telling the truth and blah, 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 blah. When, you know, no, he, no, no. He has endorsed Hillary Clinton. Let's not pile on poor Bernie. No. He'll send his birds I, to peck out your eyes. I, first of all, I haven't seen him on the campaign trail at all. Second, second of all, all it took for me to understand that he really didn't get how badly he you can mark it because I'm going to say it how badly he up until the can can we just why why do you know you're going to say it you stop yourself and you still say it is it because I have to do the editing and no because I want a bleep in there so that it 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 gives the it gives the you know emphasis because people know that you're bleeping me saying so you know so they know what I'm saying Uh uh-huh it's important to me because do you remember, if you watched it, the first meeting he had with his delegates at the convention after he said he was endorsing Hillary Clinton and mm-hmm. he got like booed and screamed mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. and the look on his face, he was utterly shocked. Yes. He could not understand what was happening. And I, I don't, know if like just like Jeff Weaver had an earpiece in him all the time and like kept feeding him like oh you're so great you're totally not you know attacking Hillary you're being honest about stuff no no these aren't innuendo attacks that are you know turning an entire generation against her you know no you're not destroying the Democratic Party you're rebuilding the Mm -hmm. Democratic Party I don't know if he just had somebody in his ear telling him that the whole time or what, but he was truly could not believe. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting because, so Robert Wright was a huge Bernie supporter. Yes. He is now a Hillary supporter. Now he mm-hmm. bears his own responsibility for when, when they were still in the primary for posting a whole lot of innuendo attacks against Hillary Clinton, which, and you have to take with a grain of salt because he's still mad that he got fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now when he tries to post pro-Hillary, you know, uh, articles and, and comments mm-hmm. on his Facebook page, I mean, they're still litigating the primary in the comment section. And they're eviscerating him. Mm-hmm. But they're, lit- they're still litigating this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And? They're not going to go out to vote, so it doesn't really matter. Hmm. And they're going to go, go vote for Jill Stein while she's sitting no, in jail. No, they're, they're not going to vote. I think it, some of them will vote for Trump. I Maybe. But more importantly, not many of them voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary. That's true. That was never, you know, the the media created that as a close race. It was never, Mm -hmm. it was not a close race after the first Super Tuesday. Well, they had to cover something because Trump was running away with the Republican convention. there, There had to be some race there at all. I mean, just the fact that he won a few states and, you know, some big ones was enough news. I mean, he won caucus states. He won Michigan. Michigan isn't a caucus state. He won Michigan by like 0.5%. Yeah. But it's still a damn big state. Yes, but the vast majority of his wins were caucus states. Mm -hmm. And this whole idea, which, and I have debunked this so many times, I had this you know, cut and paste that I had done because they always say, oh, well, it's because of closed primaries. No, it's not. Most of the Southern primaries are open primaries. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the racism. Oh, yeah, well, they're uninformed. Yeah, that one. There were a lot of articles about why don't, why can't Bernie, why can't uh, minorities just understand that Bernie Sanders is better for them? Oh, my like, God. Yeah, see, that's just the, that's the, that's, the, that's why I said that the white nationals are just as prevalent on the far left as they are on the far right. They well, really it, are. I've I've said this, and it it gets to something very insulting. I I really hate boiling an entire group of people, whether it's by gender or nationality, or sexual orientation or skin color, down to a single issue. Women care about more things than just abortion and paid family leave. They also care about affordable education. They also care about tax policy. I know it's a crazy thing to say. Um, Not all African Americans and people who live in more urban areas just want more welfare. Um, That was kind of the Bernie Camp's main thing is, well, we'll give people more welfare. It's like, so that, well, most people why don't they want, like us? Most people in America don't want welfare, which is the uncomfortable thing that they don't want to acknowledge. Most people want to work and pay their bills and send their kids to school. I think that's a perfectly noble goal, and they don't want the government giving them handouts because it makes them feel less than. They don't vote for Republicans because they know that Republicans hate them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it depends on the Republican. Uh, yes, but as as a general rule, the GOP has been moving m- much more towards a very white-centric. Um, Pat a, a, Buchanan a, said it 35 years yeah, ago. Yeah, and, it, and it's, not, it's not even – it used to be more, much more closeted, mm-hmm. but now it's, it's – it's, and not just because of Trump, but like what if Paul Ryan said something that was just like – couldn't have been more racist if he had tried. I forget what it was that he said. Um, but, you know, like, I, they're, they're racist, and they, they don't know they're racist. 
that's the problem with a lot of them is that they, they don't realize how they come off. It's like, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's outreach to black voters is about how he's going to keep them from getting shot and get them out mm-hmm. of the ghetto as if all black voters in America live in the ghetto, which is inherently racist and horrific for you to say in the first place. I mean, you might as well just be Reagan talking about welfare queens. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it's so, you know, so that they don't vote for Republicans for that reason. And they don't vote for Democrats because Democrats give them better programs. They vote for Democrats because at least they feel included to an extent to as much of an extent as they maybe can feel included, but they feel more included within the Democratic Party than they do within the Republican Party. But Mm -hmm. what's also interesting is that I I really think that um, most of these, you know, first of all, you have to be fairly well motivated if you're going to go vote in the primary to begin with. Mm -hmm. So these are not, you know... um, you know, this is not the stereotypical woman with five kids who, like, you know, feeds their kids McDonald's three times a day, which mm-hmm. I don't even know how many of them actually exist. Probably not that many. But, not many. right, but, like, the, the primary voters who went out in the South mm-hmm. who were black, who voted for Hillary Clinton, did not vote for Hillary Clinton because they know the name Clinton and Clinton was the first black president and that's all they knew. And they just didn't know anything about Bernie Sanders. There's, Can we retire that really awful Arsenio Hall joke, by the yeah, way? Yeah, sure. But I'm just, that this, these were the excuses made. They just don't mm-hmm. understand how much Bernie cares about them. No, mm-hmm. Bernie didn't show up to black churches. Bernie doesn't go to the community and talk to them. Yeah. Bernie made no effort to outreach to them whatsoever And they trust that Hillary Clinton, as much as they may not trust her on a lot of things, they trust that she's smart enough and she's Mm -hmm. capable enough to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And they did not feel that way about Bernie Sanders. And to me, that's an educated voter. Sorry, but that's an educated voter. And and also you have to understand is that, that a lot of lower enlisted a lot of not lower enlisted necessarily, but a lot of enlisted are are it, there's a very sizable African American population among enlisted. There's not enough in uh, the officers. African American and Latino. There's not enough officers. That's true. That's mm-hmm. still very lopsided. But uh, among enlisted, there are a lot of of uh, of black people and Latino people. And do you honestly think that they wanted to trust? Bernie Sanders, if they were already Democrats, are are they going to take a chance on Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. being in the military? Because he's know. like hostile to them. Mm-hmm. Like his policies were hostile to them. That's like, why, why, why would anybody in the military vote for Jill Stein? I mean, all she talks about is basically, I mean, she alludes to how, you know, my husband is a terrorist going to Iraq and killing innocent people. Mm -hmm. And you're like hostile to, oh, the funniest part of that town hall, like a a Marine vet asked her a question about what she would do about ISIS. And like, it essentially came down to, you know, well, we started this way back when with the Mujahideen and blah, 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 and like basically laid the entire responsibility 
for the creation of ISIS on our foreign policy for the last 50 years and how we've mm-hmm. killed so many innocent people over there, which if I was that Marine vet, I would be taking that shit personally. Mm-hmm. And then basically ended with, we're going to just hug it out with them. And the look on his face, because they had the split screen, which was great. The look on his face while she was talking was like, this bitch is nuts. What the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. You should have watched it, I'm telling you, because it was, it was damn funny. I did not. I, I know enough about Jill Stein to know that the only thing she and I agree on is that we need to reform our drug policy. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing me and uh, Gary Johnson agree on. You don't like his tax policy? No. Okay. No. I'm surprised more Bernie supporters don't like his tax policy because it's more Denmark than Bernie's plan was. <sighs> Low income taxes, high use taxes. That's how Europe pays for everything. Is that you're going to, you know. Yes, but millions of studies have shown that consumption taxes hit the lowest income the Mm -hmm. hardest. So no true Democrat liberal is going to Mm -hmm. support a consumption tax over an income tax. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Who does the, is it eight or nine euro a liter now for gas in most European countries? I don't know. Something like that. I, I mean, I, I save so much money every month by, you know, paying a bunch of money to order my, you know, pet mm-hmm. food in bulk, uh, you know, on a recurring ordering thing that they just charge my card and, and they ship it to me and I get, you know, a 15% discount for having the, you know, regular ordering and I get a bulk discount for buying so much at one time. You know, mm-hmm. we go to Costco and that's, you know, how I get my Kleenex and paper towels and kitty litter. And, you know, like I, I take advantage of the fact that we have disposable income such that I can buy things in bulk and save money on doing so. So a use mm-hmm. tax, a consumption tax is not going to hit me the same way it's going to hit somebody who has to go buy their toilet paper every three or four days mm-hmm. as soon as they can scrape together three bucks to buy it at the store. Mm-hmm. So I I can't agree that that's a better tax plan. I just can't because I think that it 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 seriously helps people who have a lot more money, and it seriously hurts people who have a lot less. Mm-hmm. And unless you find well, some way to balance that out, um, and if you were a true liberal, Julia, though, you'd be making your own toilet paper based off of Pinterest plans. Oh my God. Have you seen like the people who like create like a baggie full of garbage in a year or something? I'm like, what the, I'm sitting here in my garage and I'm looking at my garage, which is a disaster area at the moment. (laughs) And I'm like, how the hell would you, so now they're single. They don't have four animals, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and whatever. And like the whole tiny house thing, like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, great. Your house costs very little, but you probably have to grocery shop every three days. And do you know how mm-hmm. much more expensive it is on food when you grocery shop every three days? Yeah. It's what I had to do in New York because the kitchen was so tiny. Yeah. It, yeah, we've gotten into that bad habit and we're still catching up. 
from yep. being in that habit for like a couple months. It really actually, I had to stop my regular um, monthly contribution to our mutual fund to catch back up from just being irresponsible about grocery shopping mm-hmm. and not cooking that, at home. I mean, I mean, was, cooking uh, at home, but cooking like, you know, uh, what do you want for dinner tonight? Stop and get whatever it is for dinner tonight, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 kind of thing. Like, that, it, it ends up costing so much more money. Just go get potatoes, my wife on Friday. vegetables, <laughs> you know, make sure I have onions, carrots, celery, eat potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. some parsley, um, a whole bunch, like, you know, chicken breast, mm-hmm. stew meat, yada, yada, hamburger meat. And, you know, we're eating for a week, and that costs 75 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and well, we I, did just switch to pop in bottle in in the bottles, which is I mean two a, liters. Yeah, and that's a big big savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not happy about that. I prefer cans, but I also drink a lot more when I have cans. Okay. But so we don't we don't drink much pop. We're trying to save money, so we decided to switch to the two liter bottles because. Mm-hmm. It, you know, overall, it ends up costing a whole lot less than the I am the debating. I think we're going to finally break down and buy a soda stream. Uh, I heard that actually ends up costing you more in the long run, but... Well, actually, what you do is you find someone who got it as a gift or bought it on eBay, mm-hmm. and you get it for 10 bucks, and some intrepid person has designed a valve that you can hook up basically a paintball CO2 canister to your soda stream. So you can get CO2 for like a buck at the sporting goods store and fill it up. So, um, you know, I just went spent like $250 on a rug doctor and I haven't been happier since. Yeah. It, it, my, it, it's, it's weird. My wife loves her vacuums. I love my kitchen gadgets. Well, I shouldn't have bought the rug doctor probably, but but I, I, will, I would imagine your your dog is house trained at this point. She is, and I had the I had the carpets cleaned after mm. she. I mean, she when he was in Korea, she was peeing on this one spot mm. in the office for some reason. Mm. In my office, she was peeing on this mm-hmm. one spot, probably because she was anxious. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a spot bot that was a mm-hmm. you know housewarming present from my mother because mm-hmm. I have long haired cats and they have hairballs, mm-hmm. so you need a spot bot. Um, and so I was noticing, even though we had just had the carpets cleaned, you know, which I kind of <laughs> went on the cheap end, I found like a cheap company to do it. Um, that the water was it, what the water that was coming out of the carpet was not like what you would expect, like yellow because it was pee, right? Mm-hmm. It was like dark brown. And so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so either my dog's liver is going or, my carpets are disgusting right now. Yep. And and I was like, well, okay, so I just paid to get the stupid carpets cleaned. I don't want to pay to get the carpets cleaned again. I don't want to give somebody $500 to come clean my carpets because obviously mm-hmm. the cheaper option didn't work that well. And then I was like, you know, it, 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 uh, my cats don't go outside, so they're not mm-hmm. dirtying the carpets. My dog goes outside yep. all the time and then comes in. And rolls mm-hmm. around on the carpet and mm-hmm. plays around on the carpet. 
And, and rolls have, around in the mud outside. Well, yeah, and usually, you know, like, I mean, I clean her off. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. she can, like, just come in the house and jump on the couch covered in mud. But she brings in dirt all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, we have a no-shoe policy. That is, I'm really, I'm weird about that. So we have a no-shoe mm-hmm. policy. Um, so it's not coming from, you know, like the bottom of our shoes or whatever, but it's the dog. The dog is just mm-hmm. dirtying our carpets, whether she's peeing at it or not, she's making them dirty. And I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to pay somebody. And then I was like, okay, well, I could rent one from Home Depot, which is probably cheaper to do that, you know, like every three months and do it myself because mm-hmm. those are way more powerful than, yep. than what you buy for 250 mm-hmm. Or I could spend the 250 now and just do it every month. And, and my long-term thing is we have nice carpet. There are no mm-hmm. stains on any of, my, any of my carpets anywhere. And I want to keep it that way because when I sell mm-hmm. my house, I don't want to have to spend a damn fortune. I don't want to have to re-carpet. Mm-hmm. When I go to rent it, I don't want to have to re-carpet. And I don't want to have to spend a fortune having my carpets cleaned. So mm-hmm. that for me was the best financial decision as far as long-term maintenance of my carpets. That's what I said to my husband. That was was that your justification and your argument, or is that what you really believe? Um, I, I all I can tell you is that so I used my little lunch period during uh, when, you know when he was in Korea and I was it was a it was a weekday so I was working so I used my lunch period to go to our PX our exchange and uh, buy the rug doctor and, and mm-hmm. so it was sitting there in the box like just outside of the office like in the foyer and I and I was trying to finish the rest of my work day until like five o'clock mm-hmm. right and then like kept looking at it I was like so excited I could not wait for five o'clock so that mm-hmm. I could clean my carpets and then I was like I used to be a punk rocker okay mm-hmm. like I, I, I used to like you know have pink hair or purple hair mm-hmm. and piercings and like hung out with some dirty dirty dudes and you know like drank 40s and, you know, moshed to, like, you know, shitty punk bands in Detroit, you know. And mm-hmm. now here I am in my 30s, and I mm-hmm. cannot wait for 5 o'clock to come so that I can clean my carpets. What the hell happened? Mm-hmm. Is that not frightening? A little bit, but <laughs> I just, I was asking because it, I have these conversations with, friends who knew me before I became domesticated and all that. Oh, it took so um, long to domesticate me, my lord. When's the last time you went? You actually attended a concert? Uh, we went to see the Verve Pipe not that long ago. Okay. But I don't know if the, if the Verve Pipe actually counts. Mm-hmm. Does it? But, yeah, just, I don't know. But How it was chill a, was it? Oh, it was, uh, now, I would love to go see Verve Pipe, and I've seen them, I've seen Brian Van Der Ark and Verve Pipe a number of times. And I've seen them at, you know, bars where people are out dancing and stuff or whatever. Where mm-hmm. they were playing in particular this time is called City Winery. <clears throat> and it's in Nashville. And it's a very bougie place. Mm-hmm. And it's sit-down concert. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, sit down at, like, tables and they serve you dinner and they bring you drinks. And, like, you have a server during the concert. Which is really nice. Actually, it's really nice, you know, for like a relaxed kind of thing. Not particularly my favorite way to see Verve Pipe, 
And then Ani DeFranco was playing like the next week, which I totally would have loved to go to. We were going to be out of town, but um, I was like, do I really want to see Ani DeFranco like sitting there mm-hmm. sipping wine, watching Ani DeFranco? Like if I'm going to see Ani DeFranco, like I want to get into it. I don't want to yeah. be sitting in a chair, you know, in a, like a restaurant listening to her in the background, you know, it, it's just kind of, but mm-hmm. it's a nice place. It's, it's a cool place, but, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I did get to, you know, chit chat a bit with uh, Brian Vander Ark at the end. So that mm-hmm. was good, but I had met him before. So it, I, I'll just say not it was like kind he of remembered funny. me because I'm like, so, you know, memorable, but mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it just, you know, not like we're being recorded or anything. It's not like you and I are going to concerts anymore and uh, bringing people back to our apartments whom we just met. Oh, God. Because they, they had the good... Uh, eh. Yeah, oh, my God, everything about what you just said sounds horrible. The good oregano. <laughs> everything about what you just said sounds horrible. And yet we did it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It, no, I have no tolerance uh, for that. I get excited no about cleaning my carpet. Your, did your top stay on when you went to see the Verve Pipe? <laughs> I've never had that experience at a concert where my top has not stayed on. You've Oh, you've never been a flasher? No. Okay. No. Are you kidding me? I don't know. No. I'm a married man. It's not like I want to see him now. <sighs> you could probably still see him. I mean, I did see Poison like two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. At Pine Knob, I refuse to call it DTE. I don't. It, what I get pissed off is when people correct me. I'm like, hey, I grew up around here. It's Pine, Pine Knob. Knob. Yeah. Don't correct me when I also say we're going to Tiger Stadium. Thank you. See, that was the second one. I, was, I, I thought they'd give it to you because I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. yeah. I can't call it Comerica Park. I don't care. It just why do you care? It obviously it's not a language barrier. You know what I meant. <laughs> you see where I'm driving? Do you see me getting off on the Trumbull exit? No, I know where I'm going. Ah, yeah, we're totally we're going to be in Michigan next week. You threatened that. I didn't threaten that. It, that was a planned thing. <laughs> be a jackass. I'm afraid I don't have my game room set back up. Certain sacrifices were made while my wife finished her degree. And the game space was one of them. Uh, yeah, next week should be interesting. Because I'm not actually on vacation, but my husband will be. And then I realized mm. we do not have a crate that can fit our dog that can also fit in our car. I And we just gave ours away. I, if, if I still had it, I don't know why I'm tormenting you with it, but it was perfect. She needs an XL, and the XL, it, it does not fit in a Jetta mm-hmm. with other things and the dog. So, I don't know. I, I, you know, told my mom I'd buy her her favorite wine if she ordered a XL gate just to keep it at her house for when we come visit. And she's about to get two cats, so she was like, oh, I can use it. I can put the kitties in the crate. And I was like, Mom, don't put the kitties in the crate. What are you doing? Kitties don't belong in crates. Doggies belong in crates. 
Yeah, I was thinking, like, cats are not something you create. No, but when we took her to the vet today, they had a black kitten that was, like, uh, I mean, three months, like, completely Hmm. black kitten. And Dr. Mm -hmm. Whitbeck was like, you can take her. And I was like, oh, my God. (sighs) I want this kitten. I want it now. I want it now. Once, how many cats do you already (laughs) have? You're already in hoarding territory. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that you already have too many cats. I know. Yeah. But kittens, just kittens, just, I, and it's my husband too. So it's like, it's really hard for us because we both like would give any, and then we had to think about, okay, so mm-hmm. the revolution stuff, which is the heartworm and flea and tick preventative for, mm-hmm. for the cats. Uh, mm-hmm. So for three cats, and and then the dog takes Sentinel and uh, Vectra. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So for the medication that they need on a monthly basis, it's like $300. So to mm-hmm. add another cat is going to be, because that revolution shit is not cheap, it be like another like 40, 50 bucks a month. Uh, and that's not I even counting you... an increase in food and the fact that I'm a little worried that my dog might eat a kitten. Mm-hmm. But not really eat her, but she... I'm a little worried she would hurt said kitten mm-hmm. without meaning to. Mm-hmm. Kind of a Lenny and the rabbit yeah. scenario. Yeah. I mean, she's good with the cats that we have because my cats, you know, broke no bullshit and they're, mm-hmm. they will just, you know, beat the crap out of the dog. I'm more worried they're about the dog. also 15 the some odd pounds, I would imagine. Mm-mm. Only, only one of them is 15 pounds. The other two are 10. Okay. okay. Actually, a one kitten, is like kitten, nine, I think. A kitten, though, is you're, you're, a kitten is the like four you ounces get from the deli. Yeah. So yeah. Especially. You have heavier cheeseburgers than a kitten. Yeah, yeah, but the kitten was so damn cute. I mean, it was just. I turned That's into why I'm so jelly. Happy that I have a dog that hates all other living things that aren't Andrea and me, because it means we never have to get another pet. So we just we just have Pebbles the crazy dog. Well, I think Ahsoka would do well with another dog, but um, I'm not getting another dog at the moment. So you almost got your fourth cat. Your, explain to your husband so cool. that if he stays active duty military, that he's going to come home to 150 cats. <laughs> No, no, and I don't want to go through the, you know, introducing cats to new cats again uh, mm-hmm. anytime soon, because that is, oh, good God, that's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other word for it, because, first of all, my oldest cat is ornery, is just ornery as shit and she doesn't like mm-hmm. anybody or anything and uh she gets very bent out of shape she's it, uh, she's like autistic she gets bent out of shape mm-hmm. when any part of her schedule or the way she thinks mm-hmm. that things should go is um you know messed with in any way mm-hmm. when she gets boarded i always tell them she's probably not going to eat for two days or she's going to stealth eat and you're not going to see it you don't need to freak mm-hmm. out and call me because she does this every time. Mm-hmm. And here she comes right now because she wants pets. Mm-hmm. 
and she's mad because she's lion cut right now. <laughs> Are you chilly? Are you chilly without all your fluffies? Yeah. Mm. Oh God, that's that's how my dog managed to weasel her way into the bed Friday night. Uh, 2 a.m., just crying. Wife says, honey, I think she's cold. She's not cold. <laughs> honey, I think she's cold. I think the fa- she's not cold. I su- she's not cold. She's testing her new limits. She sleeps on that bed through the night 90% of the time. Why does she have to sleep on ours? Who, oh, by the way, she decides to just push me out of the damn bed. Uh, yeah. Claw at my kidneys. Uh, we have a 50 pound dog mm-hmm. and we have a California King and she still mm-hmm. manages to push us off the bed every night. I cannot fit a California King up my narrow staircases. So we're stuck with the queen. Oh, dude, my husband and I couldn't even fit in a queen. Oh, how, how little running have you been doing? Hey, <laughs> We hey. fit just fine. It's just a tight squeeze when the dog gets between. We're tall, though. And I yeah. don't like being close to people when I sleep. I have, like, a wall of body pillow that mm-hmm. needs its space there. See, this, like, is, don't the touch me. <laughs> this is the compromise my wife and I reached um, that the dog really helped with was the the electric blanket is not on the bed, and you can steal as much warmth from me as you need. So I always wake up and I'm being hugged to death by my wife as she oh. cradles me. For well, warmth. see, that's why you can sleep in a queen size bed. I do not like to touch anybody or anything while I'm sleeping. Just don't. It's, it's interesting God, to hear nothing. the no. issues of the Geese King family. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> don't touch me. Also, my husband's a damn furnace, mm-hmm. and so is the dog. Yeah. And so then I just end up getting up and coming in, like coming and sleeping on the couch because they, they're just. Mm-hmm. Like it's 90 bazillion degrees in my bed. But the nicest gift my dog ever gave me was her her first winter here, she chewed the power cord to my wife's electric blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like she chewed the she chewed the cable to the to the electric blanket. I just looked at her and I said, "Should I feign being mad? Should I should I pretend that I'm upset by this?" I was just like, good dog. You destroy all of those things I hate. Oh, that's, that's not nice. It's, the dog's the reason we got a sectional. Oh, yeah. Because having two, like, normal-sized couches didn't work anymore mm-hmm. because she didn't want to sit on a couch by herself. But when she was 50 pounds, her sitting on a normal-sized sofa with both me and my mm-hmm. husband, who are, I'm almost six foot and he's six foot, uh, wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But now the animals just take up most of the sectional and we still have just like this tiny little area. <laughs> you know, they don't care. They're doing their thing. Mine doesn't care about sitting on the couch until I get up to refill my drink, and then she's on my seat because she's a dick. Mm. No, Ahsoka does that too, but Ahsoka does that because she likes the pillows. Mm. She likes to sleep with her head on a pillow. She has her own pillow in her bed. (sighs) (laughs) 
She has her own little pillow. Mm hmm. I have spoiled dog. Well, we, we went full on doggy bed, and it's not really a doggy bed, actually. She has one of our sumo beanbag chairs. So this little shit has a $150 bed. Um, Ahsoka's dog bed costs $150, and it has Tempur-Pedic in it. But now, that's not because I was spoiling my dog. There's a very good mm-hmm. reason for this. She chewed through. In fact, when she was mm-hmm. a puppy, the only thing she had in her crate was mm-hmm. towels. Because yeah. I spent $50 on two crate mats for her. She destroyed both of them. So I was like, mm-hmm. fine, you're not getting a crate mat until you're old enough to, like, you know, not be an <laughs> asshole. So uh, here you go. You got towels. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, she did the same with her beds. And I bought her, you know, so I had bought her two or three different beds and, you know, not too expensive, you know, like, but you can't get a bed for super cheap either. So it was like 50 bucks or mm-hmm. something like that. If it's an exposed zipper, she will eat it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true now. I mean, she was like, you know, four months old then. So she probably, I could get away with, you know, like a normal bed for her now and she'd be okay with it. But the reason I bought this super ridiculous, expensive Tempur-Pedic dog bed for her is because the zipper was on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So she did, she was not aware that it was there. Uh, right. And so it's the only one she hasn't destroyed. But that that dog bed is in my office because that's where she is all day long while I'm working because she doesn't like to be away from me. Except eh, some days she just is like, all right, fine, I'm I'm going to go lay on the couch. But most of the time, if I'm in the office, mm-hmm. she's in her bed. And why are we just talking about animals this week? I'm just not in the mood to argue about anything. I really don't want to talk about the 9-11 anniversary. That's one of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I I remember it. I, I lived through it. They School was canceled for a week. Blah, blah, blah. I CNN porned that for way too many days in a row, and I had to have somebody stop me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't want to, like, watch anything about it. I don't want to... I feel it's an inappropriate moment to mention how poorly the memorial has been handled and the rebuilding of any structure on that location. Oh, it's it's, it's all about making money. Well, I mean, what seems to get lost in the shuffle is it was a privately owned building before the terrorist attack. But now it's a historic site. But it's still private property. I mean, the houses in Palmer Park are historical buildings. They're still p- privately owned property. Um, I haven't paid too much attention to that, other than the freak out over how dare they consider putting a mosque there thing. Well, there, was, there wasn't a mosque there. There was a mosque several blocks away. I'm, no, that, I'm that coming like back to Detroit to, to like get some good kafta. That's all I'm talking about right now because right. that doesn't exist here. Unless, of course, Does I felt like making it. There? Uh, <clears throat> you can get a euro. Okay. But for some reason, and this was true in Hawaii too, and I don't know if it's just a Michigan thing or what, 
But if you order a Greek salad, like so one of my favorite things is Greek salad with gyro meat on top. Mm-hmm. The dressing that they give you is the cucumber sauce. Oh, they give you tzatziki they, as a that's, their, that's what they consider dressing here. But that was also true in Hawaii. They had no oil-based Greek dressing. It didn't, like, didn't exist. Weird. I'm, so you need to go back with some Nikki's or some Leo's dressing, too? Um, yeah, it's probably... Well, Nikki's is better, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Leo's is easier to find. You don't, you know... Well, Leo's is right down the street from my house. So yeah. My mom's house, not my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hitting Coney. I'm hitting probably Texas Day Brazil if I can get my mom to take us out to dinner because it's expensive. <laughs> I, I mean, it what what how how's business going? You can't afford eighty bucks a plate. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of people can afford eighty bucks a plate. This is true. That's why I've only been there once. And I can, and I told you that we've been trying to save money. We're mm-hmm. on a very tight budget at the moment, not because we're broke, but because... But because you bought a carpet cleaner. No, because we, <laughs> we're talking about having a little person. Oh, there. you too, huh? Um, yeah. We've been talking about it a bit, too. Yeah. So we've got to, you know, put all of our extra cash into eliminating as much of our debt as possible and, uh, you know, getting prepared for that kind of budgeting. So that's 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 where that's at. Just do what everyone else does and just go off the birth control and say, surprise, and make a YouTube video. That does not help because I'm still a smoker. No. So that needs Oh yeah, you're to... gonna have to quit smoking. Yes. Sucks to be you. Um he's gonna need to carry the kid, Palm Sam. <laughs> okay. So You can implant my let's... uterus in him. I am a okay with that. He doesn't you know he doesn't have the bone structure for that, right? I'm I've seen his belly lately. He's got tons of room. Well, he has not been going out on maneuvers for a while, has he? No, I told you we were eating like shit for a while, right? Oh, like, yeah. So both of us gained weight. Yeah. I've kind of ended that. It's the number one reason we put a little kitchen in our office was because not that I mind getting cheeseburgers and wings and pizza and pho and banh mi's and donuts every day. Oh, that is a great so existence. expensive, though. Well, you know, and that's the thing is even a $5 lunch kind of tends to add up when you're doing a $5 breakfast and a $5 lunch every day. Oh, yeah, no. No, he takes he takes lunch. Well, he's we're really close to base, so he actually comes mm-hmm. home for lunch Aww. every day. So, and he comes home for breakfast, like he goes and does, well, and which he would need to anyway, because that's after they do PT, so they, they stink. So they have to, you know, come home and shower. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, but he's been waking me up before he goes to PT, and that's when I've been doing my intervals, which I've been getting a lot better. Yeah. that my ankle hurts like a shit today. So. I've. Speaking of uh, us being old, I've realized something. Huh. 
Um, I've really started to notice, based on how much my knee hates, hurts at the end of the day, what my good shoes are and what my crappy shoes are. And it's not always tied to which ones are more expensive. Oh, no. You should get so, inserts. I am. Some of them are getting new insoles, but I'm noticing that the Skechers loafers are the best shoes I own, even though they're only about 30 bucks a pop. Just something interesting that I noticed. I still couldn't fit flats if I tried right now. Because there's still, I mean, there's still a decent mm-hmm. enough amount of swelling in that ankle from the surgery that um, yeah. the, that when you compress it in a flat, it um, yeah. it just swells more. And then, it, and then it starts to, like, bubble over the flat, and yeah. it looks really gross. I but haven't tried like, heels on. Uh, shit. <laughs> Italian boots, my leg is screaming by lunchtime. And so I'm going to have to make sure I have some more sensible Oxfords. Well, are you treating the leather? No, it's it's purely about foot support at this point. Well, then just go see a foot doctor and get some um, get some insoles made for you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. It sucks. Oh God, I've had I've had orthopedic insoles for years, but then again, my feet are completely jacked up. So, yeah, I don't I. And I, I get on my husband about it because he has plantar fasciitis, and he but he hates running with his insoles in, and yeah. and I get on him about that. Except mm-hmm. I actually too hate running with my insoles in because they're too hard. they're so hard, mm-hmm. and they hurt, and they take so yeah. long to get used yeah. to. Mm-hmm. But I spend so much time on my feet during the day, especially when I'm in court. I kind of gotta. Yeah, yeah. Well, he pronates when he runs, and I do too. Mm. And I had these great shoes for pronation. <clears throat> they were really expensive, Mizuno's. Mm-hmm. They are expensive. Okay, so the full wave Mizuno, it has like, okay, so you've got the bottom of the shoe, and then it comes mm-hmm. down, and it's like this hard plastic sole. So they're mm-hmm. great if you pronate, because when you pronate, you, 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 know, you wear down the outside sole of the mm-hmm. shoe. Um, which makes you pronate more because you're wearing it down. Um, but the, the, the hard plastic of the wave um, mm-hmm. kept you from being able to wear, you couldn't wear it down because it, it was just the super hard plastic. And uh, so they were great for me for running. What ended up happening, though, is that the half wave Mizuno do not fit my foot very well at mm-hmm. all. So I bought the full wave, which of course is the more, they were like 150 bucks, but they were great. They were perfect for me and they kept me from pronating. They were awesome. They don't make them anymore. Mm-hmm. So the last time I went to get shoes, I got like Brooks and I was like, oh, I'm so pissed about this. But, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. No one's going to want to listen to this podcast. We're just bitching about random stuff. It's true, but why don't we close it out by you <laughs> bitching about the iPhone? Uh, I'm never because... going to wear those headphones. Those headphones are stupid. I have really nice Bluetooth headphones that I like. Mm-hmm. I like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm truly, you know, happy with my um, with my Bluetooth headphones. The problem that I have, yes, is that I cannot listen to music in my car without 
a headphone jack. Have you seen the ugliest shit headphone adapter that they uh, that some people have already suggested? So Apple's solution is for the one port, you will basically have this hideous daisy chain of things. So they already have a concept out of a headphone jack that will come out of the port. Well, I guess there's this Bluetooth dongle thing that my mom sent me something about, but she was like, what, you just got those because we have 6S Mm -hmm. plus. She's like, what are you, what, you're going to buy an iPhone 7? You just bought these phones six months ago. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not buying an iPhone 7. We're probably not buying an I, another iPhone until, like, iPhone 8 comes out. So, like, a year and a half from now, we'll probably replace <laughs> our phones again. But the, it's that I'm my car is not going to be replaced mm-hmm in the next year and a half. So I'm still going to have this problem and they're all moving towards that. Yeah. And then, and oh, oh, and I got to be super snarky because one of my friends on Facebook was like, was like, that's why I love my Samsung, blah, 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 blah. And all I did was type back uh, note seven. No, they're all, yeah, they're all, <laughs> the headphone jack is stupid by the way. Um, and it should have been gone a long time ago. I am talking to you right now on a headphone oh, jack. I know. Be, it, the speaker on my Bluetooth headphones is not very good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the other problem. Is there's a lot of cheap stuff. There's a lot of expensive stuff that is shit. But it, you know. Oh, it, they're great Bluetooth headphones. I remember, they're not cheap. They're good. They're I, just not as good for like a phone conversation. Yeah. I remember when uh, computers stopped coming with a floppy drive and how pissed off people were that they had, now they had to buy a CD drive to get things done. Um, you know, the, every, yeah. every time it, are you pissed that the printer port doesn't exist anymore? You need to connect everything by USB? Mm, no, but I don't like that my, I mean, I do like, and I don't like that my MacBook does not have a, CD drive. It's I missed the hand crank on my car. Thinner. It's thinner. <laughs> um, you know, so it's a MacBook Pro and it's thinner mm-hmm. and it's a great computer, except that certain things I actually do need a disc for and I do hate that I have to yeah. separately plug in a you disc know, thing for not it. Not long before we started recording, I opened my CD drive for the first time in three years. On this computer. Um, Do you want to know why? Why? I was trying to open up a flash drive, and I accidentally double-clicked on the CD drive. Uh, I I have a work thing. I have a a work resource that is... um, I have it in book form, but it's usually faster to find stuff on the disk. And for some reason, it doesn't want to download to my computer, so it stays in my disk drive because my desktop just also does not have a CD drive. The God, the the Lexus form generator is still. They send you a CD. That's disgusting to me. Well, it, yeah, it's a Lexus product, and yeah. well, and the other thing though is is movies. So if I physically buy a movie, which I don't actually really do anymore. But there are old movies I have that I don't want to lose. 
that I want to rip to iTunes mm-hmm. so that I have them on, you know, my hard drive. So what, you know, something can happen to a physical copy and I don't really give a shit. Um, As an intellectual property lawyer, you should know that exists in a gray area of copyright law. Mm, Just wanted to let you know. Most of them Some come with a digital. Illegal. No, most mm-hmm. pe- most of them come with a digital copy right now. No, I mean actually ripping DVDs and Blu-rays. When I say ripping, I mean like transferring it to mm-hmm. my iTunes library. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that would be a copyright violation. If you're taking it off the disc, you need to circumvent certain copyright measures, which violate certain sections. Oh, no, the old DVDs you can't do that with. No. But the Blu-rays that come with the digital copy, that allow you with the digital copy, they're Mm -hmm. set up for you to be able to do that. But you cannot do that unless you have a drive that is capable of, you know, reading said (laughs) Blu-ray, whatever. So, and why would you buy a Blu-ray drive? Uh, you know, I swear to God, I had a play. I had a PlayStation Three for like ever, only because, and I, I had every intention of actually trying to get into PlayStation because I was an Xbox person. But um, it really just ended up being a glorified Blu-ray player because the 360s yeah. didn't play Blu-rays. But now that the the one plays Blu-rays, we just. Uh, we don't have a separate Blu-ray player. We just have the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. I have neither. I just have a $50 Sony Blu-ray player. I have a 3D TV that we never watch because it's in our second bedroom. Also, 3D TVs are dumb. Mm. You have to configure your seating it. very I carefully. I haven't used it in so long. Yeah. And, like, the, the glasses for it were so expensive, and if they break, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I, I have some Blu-rays that are 3D. Some of them, it depends on what it is. Like, the first Thor, like, they made it 3D, but it wasn't shot in 3D. They, like, slapped mm-hmm. the 3D on top of it. Yeah, post-process. And it looks like, yeah. like shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then there's other ones, like, I think Star Trek Into Darkness, we have the 3D copy of, and like that mm-hmm. was actually shot for 3D, and that that actually looks really good. So, but the, generally speaking, I don't even go see 3D movies anymore. When I go see a movie, I see it in 2D, um, only because. Uh, what is the last 3D movie? I, I probably the Avengers. I bet that's the last. No, one I, I saw that see. in 2D. But a lot of the reason why is because like so my best friend from Michigan, who I used to go see movies with all the time, the 3D makes her sick. It mm. gives her a headache. Um, every the extra time. four bucks makes so, me sick. Well, yeah, there's that too. So. Oh, speaking of uh, 3D making you sick, do you want to hear a funny anecdote? Sure. So my brother slash business partner went to see Jackass in 3D. Oh, no. And he caught pink eye from the glasses. Ah! Jackass 3D literally gave him pink eye. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, sucks for him, but that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should wrap it, wrap it up because I'm going to actually finish a brief today. My one little anecdote about headphone jack is... 
technology moves forward, we we lose things. The the three and a half millimeter jack should have been done away with a long time ago. Okay, but their headphone replacements like mm-hmm. stupid as shit. Yeah. Like if you try to start running it with those things mm-hmm. hanging out of your ears, they're gonna mm-hmm. fall out of your ears. Yeah. That's why you need one of those horse collar things. Well, my, my Bluetooth uh, headphones are in here in ear headphones and but you know there's a cord that goes around the back of your neck so you don't mm-hmm. lose them right so yeah. <sighs> okie dokie we'll have to see <sighs> I think the, the other thing that we need to acknowledge that as really old people uh, we use headphones younger kids just use the speaker on their phone mm. Mm. That's not good when you're driving, though. Well, that's why you have a Bluetooth hookup on your car like the rest of us who own a car made in the last five years. You leave my 06 out of this. You're th- but that's your whole issue, I thought, was that you can't plug it into the aux port on your car anymore. Yeah, I don't care about the headphones. I don't use my, like, I'm using them. I use them when we do our podcast. Mm-hmm. because the way that my Bluetooth headphones, I mean, they were not really made for, you know, having phone conversations. They're made for working out with them um, because the placement of the, um, you know, like the microphone is like kind of like just right behind your ear. So it's mm-hmm. not, it, the, the, the sound wouldn't be as good. But I do not use my Apple headphones for running at all because usually I'm carrying my phone and then if you like trip or something like that then you mm-hmm. then you pull them out and they get all over the place and whatever I still have my iPod touch from a million years ago <sighs> specifically for exercise because that's it's impossible funny. to break that's been dropped a hundred times and you know just put some podcasts and some music on there and life is good uh, okay, well, I'm going to go to work. You have fun going to work. I will go to work tomorrow. I'm going to go to work tomorrow, too, but I need to get this brief done today. <laughs>